what I'm trying to do now is get into a routine uh, where I've got something that I can put on my calendar and look forward to it and know that it's going to happen the same way at the same time, roughly every day. And that's kind of the only thing that's going to work for me because like what I've discovered is if I'm my own boss and if I just leave it up to myself to set my schedule and tell me when to do things, I'm going to give myself the week off. Why not? Because I'm a nice guy. I'm a good boss. So I have to be kind of tough on myself and set that schedule in order for it to work. Welcome to Dad Splaining, a weekly chronicle of all the weirdest, messiest, grossest, and funniest parts of fatherhood hosted by two first-time dads. I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And this week we are talking about fitness, how to stay in shape as parents, uh, how we have tried and failed to get into an exercise routine, what has eventually worked for us, and what you can do to make time when there doesn't seem to be any time. But before we get into it, Brandon, if our listeners want to get in touch with us, how can they find us? Please give us a like or a follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Dadsplaining Podcast. You can send us an email directly at dadsplainingpodcast at gmail.com. And then you can check out this and every episode anywhere you get your podcasts. We post a new episode every week, usually, and we record all of our episodes live over Facebook Live. So if you follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast, you can catch the live video session and drop a comment while we are recording, uh, as we are doing right now. Um, we also have a Facebook group for parents called Dad Splaining a Parenting Group. Whether you are a mom or a dad in whatever parenting phase you are in, it's a great place to connect with other parents. It's a really positive place. It's a place where we share a lot of jokes, tips, complaints, successes, memes, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just an all-around great place to be, so we would love to have you. Feel free to look it up and join us. Uh, I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to get right into today's subject, and we are going to be talking about, as I said before, fitness. This is something that we've talked about a couple of times previously on the show throughout the parenting journey. Uh, once when we just had newborns, uh, once I think about a year ago, a little bit before the pandemic hit. And I figure with the world looking totally different today and so much disruption uh, happening in our everyday lives, I felt like it was a good time to kind of revisit it and see where we were. I, uh, as I was mentioning to Brandon before we recorded this, uh, fitness is something that completely fell off my plate. Once the pandemic started, uh, my gym closed. I had just gotten into a great routine where I was going two or three days a week, working out for an hour at a time. And uh, it was it was in a good groove. And then everything closed down. I was like, you know what? Fine. We'll uh, we'll take that off our plate for a year. We got enough else going on. And uh, I've just recently realized that I let that slide a little bit uh, longer than I should have. And I'm a little bit uh, out of shape and I'm feeling the pain uh, in some areas, specifically, uh, as I mentioned before, a sciatica problem in my lower back that is a result of lifting my child, moving boxes, but also really just not being in uh, in good shape. And that's pretty common uh, for parents from what I've understood, uh, but it's something that uh, I want to change. So I'm getting into it and uh, I want to hear, Brandon, from you, kind of what your experience has been specifically over the past year uh, as it you know pertains to just staying in shape. Well, first of all, you're a good-looking man, so I just thought oh, we well, put that out you. there. You're looking good. You're doing fine. Well, thank you, Brent. Mostly that means a because lot. if you're not doing fine, I'm not doing fine. So then <laughs> we're, you know, most likely we're in that same boat. Sure. Um, well, hey, my insides may be slosh, uh, yeah. but you know, on the outside, I guess I, I'm putting up a good facade. So you I'm still got the hair. You still got the hair game, so you're you're in good shape there. <laughs> well, um, thank you, sir. My, mine doesn't do anything for those of you looking on Facebook videos. You don't you don't need to do anything, Grant. <clears throat> don't change a thing, sir. See, this is validation I need. Thank you. Uh -huh. But um, 
the short answer and probably the answer for most people is, uh, yeah, I didn't do anything for a long time because of the pandemic. It's funny you mentioned the routine disruption because that happened with me too. I think we also were going to the gym and kind of had a decent go of like at least twice a week for an hour a day, like what you were saying. And then it wasn't going to be safe to be in the gym anymore. And, uh, you know, of course they were closed for a long time, but I think the challenge of like the present day is that, uh, my wife and I are fully vaccinated, but we're still not totally comfortable, uh, with being indoors with a big group. And so we're still not going back to the gym yet. I don't know when we'll feel ready to do it, but we're, we don't think we're doing it just yet. Um, I've seen some places do like some outdoor classes, which I think is kind of neat. I think that's just a good idea. That, that's a good idea any old time. Seems like a really nice idea now. So I've like seen but haven't investigated, again, the laziness uh-huh. doing that either. Um, but uh, my kind of perspective is that I've tried to do several things and nothing is really stuck. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to just focus on putting in the effort to attempt to exercise. So after a long absence of doing any kind of exercise, I tried to do some jogging. I think I did okay for a week, and then I didn't. I, I realized I was really out of shape. Jogging will tell you exactly what kind of shape you're in right off the bat. Oh, yeah. You're powered by just yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and I say that because around uh, Christmas, I thought it'd be a good idea to get a rowing machine and try to do that because I was being stymied then by the weather. I wasn't going to go outside. So that mm-hmm. made me think, oh, I can only do inside and I'm not going to go to a gym. Guess I can't exercise. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I maybe mean, if I put the equipment in my house, uh, my wife didn't want to pay for a Peloton for some reason. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so I went with the rowing machine, which is a pretty decent buy. Um, just FYI, guys, like I, I'm not knocking it. But again, I did pretty good for about a week or two and then not so much after that. But again, that's a me thing. I think it's a good mechanism because it does exercise a lot of muscle groups at the same time. So that was my thinking was that if I was going to exercise, I wanted it to be impactful rather than like only cardio uh, from running. Yeah. So I failed at that. And then now that the weather's gotten nicer, um, I've been trying to bike more. So I've been trying to, to ride around the neighborhood. I got an app that kind of has like bike routes that you can look up and then it'll like give you GPS step-by-step directions to do it. I learned, of course, that you can also just route yourself via bike in like Google Maps, Apple Maps, any of the app map applications. The one kind of cool factor with the bike-specific app is that it will show you different routes rather than you having to know where you want to go. Yeah. So I've been doing okay with that the last, again, two to three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if that sticks but I've kind of liked it because you can go as long as you want to. It's outdoors, which feels nice because then I'm getting away from my house, to mm-hmm. be honest, um, and outside. Yeah, sometimes just you got to get out. Yeah. Just, just like in the pandemic, we all kind of, I think, know what I'm saying when it's like oh, yeah. we want to move crazy. away from our house. We want to go mm-hmm. outside a little bit. Now the weather's nice enough. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't have the excuse anymore. So I'm trying to do the bike thing to try and go outside and kind of do that. So it's been a total mixed bag. Lots of fail. But I'm trying mentally to at least let myself feel okay with the fact that I'm just at least trying to do something. And I'm trying to kind of mentally prepare myself for like, okay, in a given week, the things that I want to prioritize are work, trying to exercise, and then the family stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of diving into the next set of, of topic here, but I just think there's always the, the calculus that you're doing, the balancing of like work and family. Well, then if you want to exercise, that does, it's its own bucket. Um, and so now I'm trying to be like work, exercise, family. Can I do all three of these? Um, yeah. Most days I'm only doing two, work mm-hmm. and family. So again, we talk about like, don't drop the ball mm-hmm. that you don't want to drop. Yeah, um, I'll drop the one so that can break. I can at least feel good if I do maybe two or three times a week again. So I think I'm really just trying to get back to a pre-pandemic, some kind of consistency. I've tried different things. So I can say that I recommend trying different things because if you're not liking one thing, you need to find a way to like something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I think that uh, you discovered the same thing that I discovered, or maybe you already knew it and I just didn't discover it until I joined I the gym. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was going for. Uh, but also, before I joined a gym, I thought that just like in terms of exercise, I just work better as a free spirit, you know, let me do my own thing on my own time and I'll have a better time and I'll be more likely to do it. And my wife wanted to join a gym that had like it was based on classes. It was kind mm-hmm. of not a CrossFit thing, but kind of like that where you go in for an hour, there's a coach telling you what to do the whole time. Yep. I was like, I can't do that. I got to do my own thing. I'm a rebel, Dottie, a loner. And I found out quickly that actually that structure was really beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. And I started to crave it. I started to look forward to going, you know, on certain ones like Mondays and Wednesdays. I know 5 a.m. I've got that gym class. And for an hour, I don't have to make decisions. I can just do what my coach tells me. Jesus. It was a but hey, I had work at seven and I had an hour commute, so I had to figure it out. And uh, yeah, the waking up early thing, I it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. For my wife, it was afternoon classes, yeah. but I locked into that routine. And so for like six months or so before COVID hit, that mm-hmm. was my thing. And I was loving it. And like every, you know, mm-hmm. it just gave me energy twice a week, you know, to have that on my calendar and to know that that was dependable and predictable. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. And then from then till now, nothing has been predictable. You know, nothing has gone according to plan or routine. And I kind of sent me spiraling and spinning into chaos. And uh, what I'm trying to do now is get into a routine uh, mm-hmm. where I've got mm-hmm. something that I can put on my calendar and look forward to it and know that it's going to happen the same way at the same time, roughly every day. And that's, kind of the only thing that's going to work for me because like what I've discovered is if I'm my own boss and if I just leave it up to myself to set my schedule and tell me when to do things, I'm going to give myself the week off. Why not? Cause I'm a nice guy. I'm a good boss. So I have to be kind of tough on myself and set that schedule in order for it to work. So what's happening now and I'll, yeah, Hey, you say you've only been doing it for two weeks. I've got you beat. I've only been doing it for three days, um, but beginning this past Monday, I'm like, okay, David gets dropped off at daycare at 9am. I get back. 9 30 i'm going for a walk and it's just a walk it's not even a jog like it's yeah. just basically to move outside and i'm going to do that for 45 minutes and then i'm going to come in at 10 15 and like that's the hole i found in my day because if i get an early start working and then i work for a little while and get my deadlines out of the way i know that my son's going to wake up by eight and we're going to have to get him out the door you know before nine o'clock and before that was a disruption to my routine and mm-hmm. i'm screwing me up because i couldn't work a full day straight but now that's part of my routine And I figured out that if I can then pre-plan quote unquote workout after Mm -hmm. that, you Mm -hmm. know, before my morning 1130 AM meeting, that's going to be, you know, the same time every day that can be predictable and I can look forward to it and I can actually work the rest of my day around it. And before I started doing this this week, I thought that I just did not have the time in my day to do that. I didn't have 45 minutes to spare. And what I've discovered, at least in the past, again, three days, admittedly, is that 
you make time and the important stuff still gets done and the stuff that doesn't get done, you just find out that it's not quite as crucial as maybe you thought it was. And I don't know. I just wanted to get that out there, you know, as we get into this discussion, because that was the big obstacle to me the first time I joined a gym. And then again, like getting into a workout routine the second time is that you start doing things a certain way every day and you think that you can't change like you can't you can't afford time wise to put anything else on your plate. But then once you do it, you figure out that, oh, I actually did have the time and I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. I don't know like what I was doing before that I don't have time to do now. And it was probably just looking at memes on my phone, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you're able to fit more important stuff in. I mean, in, in my, you know, personal uh, experience anyway. Yeah, I think the blocking of time is a critical aspect, um, probably pretty closely coupled with like figuring out what motivates you. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think what we're saying for both of us is that we're too lazy to trust ourselves. Yes. We only get consistent results if somebody's pushing us like through a class. Mm -hmm. um, that was that was our biggest success is when we went to classes and we liked yeah. it a lot because I don't want to go in and do like an hour and then I don't really know what I got out of it. Or yeah. I'm like deciding how long to jog. I'm deciding what weights to lift. I'm deciding yada, yada, how many reps, what, what amount. And then, okay, I did one day. What do I do the next day? Do I do the same thing that gets boring? So to me, the classes were great because it was always set in stone. It's an hour. So it's a good chunk of time. You're told exactly what to do. It's always helpful for your body and your, you know, uh, health and all that good stuff. Um, so that was great. The part that I'm failing on now is that since I can't do it to the class, I need to kind of class myself. Yeah. And so it's two pronged. I need to still like sign up for a time block, if you will. The only time I tend to be a little successful is if I like put a block on my calendar. So um, again, we're talking about the work and then not work buckets. You need to find a way to make them <laughs> work. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah exactly. Um, for me, maybe a little bit different from you, my days are highly variable. Um, I have almost no consistency day to day. I have a handful of meetings which are set in stone any given week, but then some of them are only bi-weekly, uh, some of them are monthly, some of them are every week. Um, so even the consistency can change from week to week. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just highly variable um, and then meetings can crop up at any moment. Uh, we started late today because a meeting cropped up <laughs> right when we yeah. thought we were gonna jump on. Yeah. Um, so of course, it's about expectation setting, kind of defending your own time to an extent. So for me, I need to get better at actively putting a block on my calendar, say for my lunchtime to say, uh, this is blocked off. Hopefully if anyone tries to put a meeting on, they would see that that's not available and they yeah. can pick a different time that could work for me. Then I always have the chance to be flexible still and change it. You know, I'm not cheating the system because somebody can come to me and say, hey, we really need this meeting at this time. And I can say, okay, that's fine. I'm going to pick a different time to block off later instead uh, once we kind of get on the same page. So the time cop, uh, you have to be that time cop too. Uh, you have to block off your time. That's really challenging, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but it's but it's really important. And then since I don't have a class to go to, I've mentioned like the apps and stuff. I'm trying to use that as my way to like have something established that yeah. I can do. Because again, even if I wanted to go on a bike ride, uh, I found that if I didn't have an idea of where to ride, I wouldn't ride as far 
So I wouldn't work out for as long. I would just do the same thing over and over again. Uh, it would get very boring that way. So like I was trying to introduce it to get a little variety as well as like having a plan of some kind helped me to make sure that I was doing it and then doing it for long enough uh, to get enough benefit out of it. So yeah. it's really, really hard. I can't really describe to you because I just, I just can't imagine anybody thinking that I'm doing a great job by hearing me talk on this episode. So don't get that vibe from me. Get the vibe uh-huh. that like, this is a guy who's failing a lot. And that's basically the point. Um, yeah. It's really hard to achieve, but we're trying our darndest. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> to come up with some kind of a plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, and your job is different from my job in that it seems that day to day, a lot of your job depends on being in meetings and being on calls with people and directly yep. interacting with others. So your time is compromised by making sure that you are communicating with someone else. Whereas my job being in video production, like I can edit a video at five in the morning or at 11 in the morning, like it doesn't matter, you know, as long as I can get it done Um, so that I find more gaps, you know, it's a little easier for me to find those gaps. Once I get over the mental block of I've got the time, I can do it. And my wife is in a similar situation where, I mean, she's literally on the phone from 8 a.m. sometimes until 8 p.m., you know, Mm -hmm. with very few breaks in between. And I know a lot of people have jobs like that where you're just you're on the phone all the time and you may have 10 minutes in between meetings. And it's all about like, well, how do I block off the time if there's literally no time to block off? Like if you've just got a hard or busy job. And I, I know that that's a problem for a lot of people. And that's why I kind of did a little research before we did this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon, would you like for me to share maybe some of the uh, tips that I found Please. that might be helpful for you in this current situation? Tell me what to do. I think that's the whole point here. I need direction. <laughs> All right. I will be your coach. And my wife case. is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you think she exists? Uh-huh. 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 So I, uh, I found two blogs. I'm going to link both of these in the show notes. And uh, the first one comes from brighthorizons.com. And uh, the title was just exercise and the working parent. You know, it's, it's hard in general being a working parent, but especially these days when a lot of us are working remotely, some of us aren't, but either way, like our schedules are totally weird and it's hard to find the line between work and home life. Sometimes what they suggest is fit exercise into small pockets of time. So even 10 minute increments where you can step away from the computer and maybe just, you know, if you're just doing a walk around the neighborhood or around your cul-de-sac or up and down the stairs, or just doing some push-ups and stretches, like if you can do 10 minute pockets three or four times a day, it's like you've gotten a 40 minute workout. They also, you know, and this is all about like, how can I squeeze exercise into the things that I'm already doing? They say, add exercise to the chores that you're already doing. You know, are you vacuuming the floor, put on some music and maybe dance while you're doing that? It sounds ridiculous, but I'll tell you when I do dishes, it's usually in the morning before my son gets up and I'll like throw on my headphones, turn on Pandora and, you know, and jam out to some eighties R and B and I'll, you know, do a little dancing and it's, you know, there's no one else around. So no one can tell how ridiculous I look. And I actually wind up out of breath and I don't oh, know. There's if that's a beautiful because... visual just blossoming of Jesse exactly. doing the dishes uh, and dancing. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, I'll have it's, to record it. And, just like uh, that sure. commercial where it's like the guys like coming in the dun, 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 dun. You know, it's like just yeah. the shirt and the glasses and they're like, yep, this Risky is what business. I'm doing. Just that oh, yeah. 
basically that's what it looks like except i'm not nearly as good a uh as good a, a dancer as tom cruise but that's uh it is what it is yeah but i mean you know and they say like you know do you have to go out is it somewhere close enough to where you can walk or bike instead of driving uh it's not going to be a solution for everybody but brandon you know living in a, a more urban setting than me for instance um i, I feel like some things are maybe bike distance uh as opposed to me where everything is a 10 minute drive away so that would be like an hour on bike i don't know that's yeah, you know sure. one one thing you can work in it's not going to work all the time but it's an option i actually had a coworker um that was a guest on our podcast last year joel larsgaard who would bike to work every day because he lived in the city and mm -hmm. he got to the point where he loved it and he depended on getting that morning rush of getting a morning workout just biking to work you know trading in his traffic car commute for a bike commute again not going to work for everybody but if that's an option for you give it a shot they say make sure your playtime with your kids is active you know and again quality over quantity we've talked about that before where you don't always get a million hours a day to play with the kids but when you do uh, i'll tell you what has worked for us that's a lot of fun is going on walks um my wife bought a kite for david uh, mm -hmm. So we'll fly our kite in the uh, in the backyard on a nice windy day. And it's cool. great for him because he'll run around the yard and chase mm -hmm. the kite that's in the air. And it's fun for me because I don't know how to fly a kite. So I'm like running, trying to catch a breeze. And, uh, and you know, I, I end up getting as much of a workout as, as he does. Yeah. Just yeah. great visuals of Jesse today, like him running that's... with a kite and like falling and tripping or, I, you know, sorry. I don't know why it's always in a negative fashion. It's just, hey, I, I, just where I the consider... mind goes. Yeah, I consider myself a physical comedian in the vein yeah. of Charlie Chaplin. Like, if you can get a laugh out of looking at me be clumsy and dumb, like, have at See, it. And maybe that's finding, a form of exercise. Yeah, I was just thinking, you're just finding another way to get exercise into your life. You like to be a comedian? <laughs> just fall down a lot. There you go. Perfect. You're exactly. Some exercise along the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Swimming, of course, now that it's getting warm enough, if you got access to a pool, uh, you know, go as often as you can to do, to do some swim because it's going to keep your kid occupied. It's going to work out every muscle in your body. Now, one tip that they shared that I hadn't really thought of that's really cool is uh, partnering up with other parents uh, and mm -hmm. acting as kind of a, a co-daycare situation. So, you know, Brandon, let's say you and I lived close enough together uh, mm -hmm. where we were comfortable, like me calling you up and saying, hey, twice a week, can you watch David for an hour while Ashley and I, you know, mm -hmm. go for an hour and a half walk in the park or something and vice right. versa. We are an hour away from each other. So maybe that doesn't work. But if you've got neighbors and, you know, you're in a place like, COVID wise, where you feel comfortable, you know, being around them enough, like your kids around them, that kind of thing. Consider that, you know, consider finding people that can watch your kid and maybe in exchange, you watch their kid so that you've actually got the time. Cause that's the challenge sometimes. I know Brandon, you and your wife, Austin, you like to do things together. Ashley and I are like that too, yeah. where if we can work out together, it works better than us working out apart. So sometimes you need a, a little extra help, you know, to, yeah. to make that happen, you know? Yeah, it makes it tough because we we do prefer uh, to do it together, but also because it helps each of us kind of uh, stick to it and, and yeah. be committed to it, right? So right. usually one of the two may not want to work out, but as long as one of us does, it brings the other along. But again, that's something that we've struggled with, and maybe not just in the pandemic times, but you know, um, sure. more recently when we talked about schedules and you know how variable my days can be, uh, our schedules just rarely line up to be able to do it. And so then you get a different kind of attention where like maybe one person gets to work out, but the other person doesn't, uh, and they maybe wanted to. So yeah. trying to use it as a vehicle for holding each other accountable in a helpful, positive manner, 
whether it's with your spouse or I also kind of like the idea, you know, you said like a neighbor or a friend watching your kids, same kind of idea that that neighbor or friend uh, working out with you. So like if both of your kids are at school, you can meet and do a workout together. Again, trying to find a buddy that always yeah. helped with us. I would do it gladly if it worked out. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. right now it kind of doesn't work out yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's, there's, there's so many cons on the workout list. We're trying, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to, to outweigh the cons, but it's really not like reasons not to work out. It's, it's more like things that are roadblocks to working out. Because I think if we all were honest, we want to, mm -hmm. yeah. or, or we recognize we should. Right. And in an ideal world, like we we're talking about, if everything could be nice and consistent and organized and planned, um, it's just really tough right yeah. now when it can't can't be as as uh, set up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's uh, another blog that I found that I'll share a few tips from uh, from fitday.com. They suggest getting your workout over with first thing in the morning. You know, whether you're waking up at uh, 4 a.m. like I used to to go to my workouts uh, or you know 7 a.m. Um, if you can do it first thing in the morning, you can get over that hump. And then, you know, the rest of your day is a lot easier. Uh, it's funny, the gym that I used to go to as it's a small company, they're starting to grow here in the United States, it was called eat the frog fitness. And it's a weird name, but it comes from, I think a Mark Twain quote, that is, uh, if you wake up every morning and eat a frog first thing in the morning, the rest of your day doesn't seem that hard, like compared to eating a live frog, everything else is a breeze. So that was the idea. It was like, do the hard thing first, and then everything else doesn't seem so hard. And that's kind of what they're saying is like, get it over with, get it done, you know, so that you're not spending the day procrastinating and dreading, you know, uh, a high intensity workout, that kind of thing. They also suggest short workouts, like, I mean, not just what I said before, which is finding short pockets of time. But even if you've got the time, at least at first, intentionally limiting yourself to maybe a 20 minute workout, high intensity, you know, focus on cardio, focus on muscle building, maybe so that you can get a lot out of it and kind of slowly get into more long term things. They also say, which I thought was funny, use your kids as weights. You know, instead of uh, if you don't have like a full set of uh, dumbbells and hand weights at home, like push your kid around in the stroller, you know, around the neighborhood, go on a hike. And if you've got a baby, you know, that you can carry in one of those um, ergo baby, you know, carriers, uh, throw them on there, you know, whether it's on the front or the back, as I have learned the hard way, make sure you're not doing that too much too often and on the same side every time or else uh, you will eventually develop back problems. But you know, doing it in uh, moderation is a good way to kind of uh, organically, you know, build some some muscle strength, I think. Uh, and then lastly, they say, when you can, on occasion, compromise in other areas. So, you know, if you feel like, well, gosh, I, I don't know how I can work out for half an hour and have some quality time with the kids and cook a good meal and work a full day at work, well, maybe two days a week, be okay with, uh, instead of having like an hour of playtime with the kid, giving them a movie to watch. Or instead mm -hmm. of cooking a big dinner, uh, ordering in or, you know, or making sandwiches, uh, or I mean, heck, heck, some nights we'll just make a bowl of cereal, you know, we'll have breakfast for dinner, that kind of thing. And it gives you time to kind of do other things. So, you know, learning to compromise, not all the time, but like you said, Brandon, you can't juggle all the balls. Like you can't win in every category every day. So some days you have to, uh, sacrifice exercise. Maybe other days you sacrifice the other things a little bit. I think that's kind of what they're saying. You know, it's, uh, it's easy to say, hard to actually put into practice, but I feel like maybe some of these might be helpful. I don't know. Yeah. It's always a trade-off. Um, and that's why it's hard to give yourself credit for 
adding something like exercising into your mix because yeah. you probably wouldn't think that your current schedule is perfect by any stretch. No. And then you're just going to muck it up somewhere. Right. But as it, that last point really resonates because I think it's just like you have to be comfortable with the outcomes um, and you have to align yourself mentally to like, I need the exercise. It's very important. I can't ignore it. Not just from like a feeling good standpoint or being fit, but I mean, to be honest, there's a literal health aspect that you have to recognize. Um, and so there's, it, it's really, you know, I'll use myself as an example. Like I need to exercise more. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's up to me. So I yeah. don't always do it. What do I mean? I mean that I have higher cholesterol than I should. I'm only 31. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a red flag. I don't eat great is, and then I don't exercise. So that's a bad combination. So am I going to change my entire behavior? Probably not. So maybe I'll try to exercise, right? Um, right? And then maybe I'll try to eat a little better too. I also have, you know, a certain kind of a, a condition. There's not really a name for it where um, I have trouble sweating. It sounds weird, but it's true. And so basically what I've found is that uh, if I don't ever sweat, like if I don't do any kind of active anything, then it gets very uncomfortable where like if I get overheated, I get overheated very easily. I kind of break out, get little hives. So my skin physically itches and it's very uncomfortable. So honestly, I need to exercise so that I can kind of program my body to understand this is okay. This is good. You should be doing this. You should be perspiring uh, and sweating. So, yeah. you know, there's literal health applications that you just can't ignore once you get to a certain point. You know, my son's only three, so I already worried from day one about my livelihood, but that's a, mm -hmm. you know, that's another piece of it. You, know, you have to say like, I'm, if I'm sacrificing time with my son, I am hopefully establishing some kind of a commitment that I am going to be healthier for further into his life um, yeah. or a better quality of life for the longer portions of his life. So it's not lost on me, no matter how young he is, that, um, you know, I feel a burden to try to do better. Yeah, that's important. Well, and there's, I think there's two things that kind of make it more urgent to parents at this stage of life than in previous stages of life. Uh, I think for one thing, there is the parenting aspect, like you said, is looking at our kids at right now, three years old and wanting to be around and to be lively and healthy and able to be active and engaged, you know, throughout for as long as possible. Um, when I joined the gym in 2019, like they wanted me to list my goals. And one of them is, was, uh, at the time, like I get out of breath, you know, after doing a lot of exercise right now, what I want to do is get to the point where when my son is like old enough to get married and he's an adult and we're having, you know, the wedding reception, I'm healthy enough that I can dance all night, you know, and really mm -hmm. have a party and be there for my son. So that's what I wanted out of it. And that was one aspect is staying in shape, you know, for their benefit. Um, yeah. But the other aspect I think that's pretty important is, like you said, you're 31, I'm 30, I'll be 31 uh, in about a month. We're still young, you know, yeah. like I'm not going to say we're old, but when you're in your 20s, you can let some things slide. You can stay up all night drinking at a party. You can sleep in the next day and you just kind of bounce back. You can mm -hmm. eat bad for a while and you're not going to gain too much weight. Your body is young, it's flexible, it recovers. Around the time you turn 30, things start to change. Your metabolism yeah. changes, your flexibility changes, your bones finally start to feel the consequences of the way you've been living for years. Like I'm starting to feel the consequences at 30 
that I did not feel and would not have felt, you know, in my 20s. It's a good time, especially when you're a parent and there's so much going on in your physical, mental and emotional health. It's a good time to start paying attention at least to the physical because it doesn't bounce back as easily anymore. Like, you know, as we're both finding, like there's some things that are important that we have to pay attention to that are maybe relatively new. You know, if we've, we've mentioned before on the show how important it is around this age to get physicals, you know, and to see a doctor when you've got problems instead of, as I had done for so long, just assuming the problem would go away and yeah. sweeping it under the rug and surprise, surprise, it doesn't. I think that's one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this today is like, it's important, you know, and uh, yeah. sometimes you go into your 30s with the 20s mentality, you know, is in my head, I still think I'm, you know, 18, a freshman in college, and I don't know anything about the world. But the truth is, you know, our bodies are not that age anymore. And uh, it's it's a good time to start making some small changes to act like it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. And that's that's an admonition to myself, uh, not to anyone else. <laughs> yeah, this is all self-reflective. Um, yeah. The advice here is really for us. We need to do better. But you might be feeling the same way. And I think that's a perfect way to kind of wrap this up is go get your physicals every year. Mm -hmm. You should be covered to do that because I believe now physicals fall under the preventative care, ah. which thanks to uh, the Affordable Care Act is usually covered no charge via your insurance. Obviously, you're paying for your insurance, but there's not a right. additional cost associated with doing that. So minimum once a year, you get to do that. Please do it. It's very important. Jesse made a good point that like even going from your 20s to the beginning of your 30s, it's only a handful of years, but a lot changes with your body. I went from being 28 to 29. And the only thing that changed is I found out that my white blood cell count was incredibly low. Right. Um, and I would have never known that if I had not gone to my physical. And it's not as if I hadn't been going. I've been going every year, but I went on my usual kind of a schedule, if you will. And I just found it. Uh, yeah. It had been there in between one year and the next. And that's scary. But it hopefully won't be scary for you every time. My physicals have been better in the couple of years since finding that out about myself. But it's just like you may not know things or it's a good way to continue to check in. So please go get your physicals. <laughs> exactly. And on that same note, I would say this is something that maybe, you know, I'm going to be stereotypical and say it may be harder for men sometimes just because of, you know, the way we're raised, the way society treats us. Sometimes it's hard to listen to people and just to think that instead that we know all the answers. Every positive health decision I've made, I was just talking to my wife about this, uh, over the past several years has really only been at my wife's insistence. You know, I've mentioned before I have ADHD. I didn't know that until I was like 26, 27 years old, because after a while of my wife kind of being on the outside, looking in, noticing my symptoms that I was ignoring, she was like, eventually like, Hey, you have got to go see a doctor about this. Like you're not paying attention to yourself. And eventually I did, you know, and then uh, going to a gym, it was because she was like, hey, we need to go to a gym. We're not young anymore. We need to start taking care of ourselves. So I was like, OK, you know, and and we did. And that's like a recommendation I would give to the guys out there, the dads, like, listen to your partners. You know, if they're saying you need to look at this, you need to pay attention to your health, you know, and as your partner caring about you, if they're starting to say things, to notice things, to urge you to take care of yourself, listen to them because they know what they're talking about. And, uh, you know, don't be the guy driving down the highway saying, no, I'm not going to ask for directions. It's OK to ask for directions. And uh, I think uh, going to a doctor and getting those directions is a, is a positive step no matter what. Not exactly what we uh, set out to start talking about today, but it's it's equally as important as taking care of your fitness. And uh, sometimes you'll catch things that are urgent and you wouldn't have known, like in Brandon's case. So, yeah.
So that'll do it for this week's episode of Dad's Planning. We hope that what we shared today was helpful to you in some way. If it was helpful to you, we would love to hear from you. We would love to know what you learned, maybe that you didn't know. We would love to hear what we missed uh, or maybe what we got wrong um, or additional tips that you might have. We would just love to talk to you about this subject and any subject, really. And if you'd like to talk to us, Brandon, why don't you let our listeners know once again where they can find us? Please give us a like or a follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Dad's Planning Podcast. You can reach us directly at Dad's Planning Podcast at gmail.com. And then you can check out this and every episode anywhere you get your podcasts. Exactly. Next week, we will be talking with author Mattis Miller. Mattis is the founder of the Center for CBT of New Jersey, CBT standing for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, and he is the author of The Uncontrollable Child. We are going to be talking about tips on how to deal with children who may have uh, extra emotional needs, you know, uh, that may be especially emotionally sensitive in some areas. So if you are a parent of such a child, it will be a great episode for you to tune in on. We will be uh, recording that live this Friday, which is April 30th, uh, right here on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash podcast. And uh, until then, I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And uh, Brandon, hey, did you hear about that square that got in a car accident? Mm, no. Yeah, it turned into a rectangle. Nice. No, no, I like it. That's good. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that was stolen from uh, the Reddit subreddit dad jokes. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll catch you next time. The advice and opinions expressed on dadsplaining are solely those of its hosts and guests and should not be substituted for the advice of professionals. If you have a serious concern about the health or development of your child, please consult with your pediatrician. If you're experiencing an emergency, please call 911. Don't listen to us. We're really just good for dad jokes. If you're enjoying dad's planning, you might enjoy this other podcast from our friends here at WSB Radio. Hello, friends. This is Jared Yamamoto from The Power Pod, and we are a weekly recap show where we cover the current events of the week. And of course, during these times, COVID-19 is on everybody's mind. We will cover the good the bad, and the ugly regarding this crisis. We will be serious with the coronavirus, but we will also find ways to have fun with it as well. So be sure to check us out Saturdays from 11 to noon and Sunday mornings from 9 to 11 on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU or grab the PowerPod podcast on any of your favorite podcast providers or your favorite smart speaker.